Jesus Christ, you don't know the rules? Number one, you can never have sex. Sex equals death, okay? Number two, you can never drink or do drugs. And number three, never, ever, ever, under any circumstances say, I'll be right back. Because you won't be back. I'm getting another beer, you want one? Yeah, sure. I'll be right back! Come along, everyone! Step right up! Hey, welcome back to House of a Thousand Horrors. Today we are doing a uh, instant classic uh, picked by Riley, my co-host, for the movie 31. Guys, uh, guys, guys, if you want to make your dick six inches bigger, watch this movie in HD right now. You better hurry. Time's ticking, boys. 12 hours. Go. Hurry. Hurry. Wait, is this a bit? I'm lost, dude. No, dude. This is real. Bro, this is dead ass. I didn't know if it is this a reference I'm not getting it. I miss something insane. No, dude, Jordan, did your dig not gra- see? You well, just didn't enjoy it. I mean, I guess it is up to you to, you know, introduce this. And that basically what you just said kind of is a Rob Zombie uh, dialogue <laughs> dialogue <thing>. piece. <laughs> yeah. Wow, dude. I'll be I'll be real. Um, I guess it's been a while since I've watched a Rob Zombie movie because just it, it was like a lot. And not to say that, like, I was fucked up by it, by all means. I thought the beginning was pretty strong with that midget Nazi. Oh, but, yeah. uh, I well, don't know. This movie just felt, it's weird. It's like a coming of age. It was very distasteful. I don't know. It's like <laughs> I wanted gore, but when I got it, I was like, ugh, it doesn't feel the same, bro. I mean, he's very good at what he does. Uh, this is in continuing with basically, we're trying to do a Halloween movie all through October. So, you know, this was your pick as a Halloween movie. And honestly, this movie is a Halloween movie like Blair Witch is a documentary. Like, very loosely, like, correlated. Like, sure, I guess it's Halloween. Nothing. Bro, that's only because you're saying it because it was based in 1974, bro. No, you just threw the date up in the beginning. It's like, oh, now it's a Halloween movie. Like, I don't know. (laughs) Didn't get a big Halloween vibe from this. Yeah, dude, I'll be real. I, again, like, I saw this very, just, I only saw, and it's weird. I saw, I guess, the alternative, or I guess the main uh, poster cover of this uh, before getting into it, because there's a second one that really just kind of shows off, uh, like, everything about it, where, like, you see Richard uh, Brake's character, and I had no idea Richard Brake was even in this movie. Uh, let alone because I just it was just literally thirty one and I rented it, but I fucked up and I looked up how to rent it, um, and I had like the whole fucking poster cover given to me, so I like I kind of got spoiled on what to expect. Well, I mean, we gotta do. I mean, this is our first Rob Zombie movie, and we're basically using House of a Thousand Corpses as our <laughs> podcast name. So I wonder if people will come into it thinking like, oh, these people are probably like the ultimate Rob Zombie fans because of that name, but really it's just a way to. <laughs> Like, have a thousand horrors. Not that I don't not like Rob Zombie, but I wonder if people think that beforehand. Like, oh, this is like a Rob Zombie tribute movie or podcast. <laughs> uh, well, I'm sorry to disappoint, guys. Basically, just to give a quick rundown, this the release date is September of 2016. Um, it's actually streaming for free right now on Tubi. It's an hour and 42 minutes. The tagline is, death is the only escape. And the synopsis of it is that it's a period piece set in 1976 
The film is about five carnies who are kidnapped by a gang of clowns called The Heads. And the carnies are forced to play a survival game called 31, where they are chased by the clowns through a maze of rooms over 12 hours. The penalty for capture being torture and murder while bets are placed on their progress. And this is your first time watching it, right? Yeah, dude. Uh, Wow. I was like, damn, they really made a movie based off Squid Game. (laughs) No, well, Squid (laughs) Game made a show based off Rob Zombie. I I guess so. Who borrowed it from the most dangerous game? Yeah, dude, I'll be real. Hearing that synopsis, I had no idea what the whole organization was called. Like, going into this dark, I I mean, nothing's really explained to you at all. I mean, I knew the heads part because they all have the head in their name. I don't know about all that, but... I It was kind of weird. I'll be honest. um, The whole naming gimmicks were just kind of like... I don't don't get why you're dressed up like a... Huh? It took them five seconds to make. Like, okay, her thing is sex, so she'll be sex head. Okay. Sex head. Next one. Like... Death head. Yeah. I mean, geez, could they be any more I don't even want I mean, to say it generic. could have worked, but I, I just felt like the theme was really all over the place with like the, the core to three, those like three <laughs> Yeah. Uh well I can't wait for the prequel for them. They were. Yeah, it was maybe they're weird. all survivors I mean, of the game. No, nah, dude, because Nice crack theory, Jordan, but I caught your ass yet again by my superb <laughs> fucking movie knowledge. They said they never had a winner before, and they're like, what are we going to do with the girl? Well, they've like, never had a winner. That. That's why you're not reading between the lines again, dude. Oh, really? They've never had a winner. Them they've never had a winner? The three, dude. But them themselves have won. Gosh, dude, you really got to pick this shit apart. No, dude, go ahead. No, keep explaining to me. Please educate me, Jordan. Well, I'll tell you my experience with this movie. (laughs) Go ahead. Yeah, tell me. Yeah. (laughs) We should get to that. I'm done um, trying to justify that shit. Um, (laughs) Really, there's not much to say. I mean, I probably watched this like within the past couple of years, and it was almost like a background movie when I watched it. It was probably working when it was on. Like, was not memorable. Like it just really does not engage you at all. And I had that same feeling watching it again. Um, mm-hmm. No, really, I probably paid attention more this time. But it's like, yeah, I get it. That's what I thought it was. <laughs> um, Dude, I, no, good. I, I just gotta say too. Like another thing. I mean, I know Sherry Moon Zombie loves to. Uh, well, hold be that thought. In. Don't you want to welcome her to prime time, bitch? Oh shit. Hold on. Let's welcome her. This is it, Jennifer. Your big break in TV. Welcome to prime time, bitch. I would like to clarify on that transition. I was calling you. I was saying welcome to prime time, bitch, to you. I wasn't calling Sherry Moon the bitch. Oh, you sure did? I don't know. It sounded very heated. I saw the look in your eyes, Jordan. Well, yeah, I was saying it to you. I just wanted to clarify oh, really? that. You were. Yeah. Were you now? I don't know. I don't know, dude. That's going to be a tough one to fucking dig yourself up from. Well, surprisingly, this movie has a budget of $1.5 Actually, that seems about on, on par, I guess. I was just about to say, this did not seem like a highly budgeted film. No. Um, it was actually crowdfunded twice at fanback.com. And huh. uh, I guess at their test screening, Zombie compared it to his 2005 film, The Devil's Rejects. Uh, Dude. The plans were to, were to create 31. They were first announced on May 2014 via a teaser poster 
probably the one that you were talking about. It showed the words mm-hmm. Rob Zombie film. Oh, it had a bloody clown face in the number 31. Yeah. That's I, the one. When you look up 31, that's like the first image you see. Oh, is it? Yeah. I'm more familiar with the other one when there's like a bunch of people on it. Yeah, a bunch of people on it, like that Star Wars poster almost. <laughs> yeah, kind of, honestly. <laughs> it it's almost looks like, uh, for some reason, I got like like Joker vibes, like some weird kind of like DC movie or something. Oh, really? From the uh, teaser poster that they sent? No, no, the the one that they use. Like that, oh, the actual the, one with all the what I call people. the Star Wars one. Yeah, like I I got like some like DC mashup video from it. Oh, now I see the clown one. Okay, yeah, okay. Actually, you know what the the one they use actually looks more like almost like a grindhouse one. Sherry Moon zombies in the middle, and then you got the Doom head behind her, the people on the side. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I thought Joker just because his Doom head kind of looks like that. He he kind of looks like that uh, Jared Leto Joker a little bit from that poster. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, but, Zombie uh, also stated that he would use crowdfunding when he re- made the announcement in 2014 to cover part of the movie's costs because, as he said, as the years go on, the game changes all the time, and a movie that you could get made years ago, you cannot get made anymore because the business changes, things change. <laughs> I know you like. Damn, what a fucking real one. Holy shit, dude. You know what? Change. This actually might be a, zomb- a Rob Zombie tribute podcast after hearing that. If anything, that sums up this whole movie. The game changes, Rob Zombie hasn't. <laughs> look, look at that. Living in fucking color, dude. What a goddamn legend. This movie is so dated in that sense. Like, Rob Zombie is so stuck in that, like, it's his own style, but it's still it feels so like early two thousands because it just feels like his other movies. Yeah, I don't I don't feel like I got my point across too. Like my impression of this was almost exactly like yours, where like I just didn't feel really engaged at all. The only time I felt engaged is just when my boy Richard Brake showed up. <laughs> I mean, I was engaged in the ridiculousness of it, and that's always something you can get from like the dialogue, especially. Oh, dude, I. I this definitely was a little bit of a I could totally see this as like a background movie nothing really you'd want to fit, like pay too much attention to It's like a highlight movie where you only kind of like speed through to watch the kills Yeah it's just um well I could talk about it now but just kind of also like none of the characters you really <laughs> give a shit about to be honest <laughs> and you know you have the benefit of like Rain Wilson being in House of a Thousand Corpses. So you have like people that work that you somewhat care about, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's subconscious or not, just because he's like a likable person. But like, gosh, everybody is so annoying in this movie for the most, or it's just like so trashy. Yeah. I don't, I mean, but that's kind of just his style though, too, just that trashy atmosphere, that like grittiness of it all. But I, dude. Watching this initially, I I was shitting my pants because I deadass thought I chose a fucking prequel to The Devil's Rejects. It's because so, yeah, yeah. Sherry just acts exactly like fucking Baby or whatever her name is. That's pretty much what she does. Does yeah, but I can't she does blame in almost all movies. Well, for his yeah, but I honestly can't yeah. blame. Her. That's just what Rob Zombie wants her to do. Yeah, so I can't exactly. even blame her for that. Oh yeah, I mean definitely not. I I just watching this, I was like, oh fuck, please, because <laughs> well, I at saw least a she's not doing the voice. That probably weren't references, but even still, I was kind of like, 
wiping off beads of sweat. I'm like, please, dude, don't fucking pull out like a don't pull the carpet from underneath my feet here with a fucking prequel because I don't feel like a dickhead choosing a series. That would be a good twist. People would have gone nuts. Rob Zombie fans, if they did that. Well, shit, I mean, fuck, it, it could have been. It could explain why Baby's so fucked up. But it doesn't have her signature annoying-ass voice. It doesn't, yeah. But Zombie, you said, he came up with the idea for 31 after reading a statistic that stated that Halloween is the number one day of the year when people go missing for some reason and thought that it would make a good premise for a film. And apparently he wrote it in five minutes. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he also received inspiration for the film as he was walking around his Fright Fest Great American Nightmare and watch the employees work while dressed like chainsaw carrying clowns. And Zombie has stated that he wanted to have, like you said, a very nasty, gritty, gorilla style approach to the filmmaking for 31 as it fits the story and the vibe of the whole movie. And uh, Zombie basically began scouting locations in the summer of 2014 and filming began in 2015 and wrapped in April of 2015. So. Yeah. Damn, so he was fucking quick, actually. Yeah, and what you said, I, I think it was 20 days for the whole shoot, actually. Maybe. I. To be fair, I would not be 20 surprised. 20 days. And wow. There's some, I can't remember. I should have looked it up specifically, but I do remember hearing that this was like a nightmare thing to like film for everybody. Really? Because it was so condensed, and you know, you have all that dried blood and all that stuff, and it's like, yeah. apparently it was like miserable. <laughs> God. 20 days. So the gross for this is eight hundred fifty thousand worldwide, seven hundred seventy nine thousand in U.S. and Canada. So here's the story with what happened. So it premiered in 2016 at Sundance, which is funny. Imagine this at the film <laughs> festival. But um, uh, distributor, I think it was Alchemy, is the name of it. They saw it and they picked it up at Sundance in 2016. But then like. In March of 2016, Alchemy went bankrupt, and they had to. Oh, shit. Yeah, so they basically had to seek huh. new distribution, and that's when mm. um, Sabin Films announced that they acquired the distribution rights. Yeah, that name is kind of weird. Is that have they ever produced? Or sorry, have they ever like promoted or? So the only thing up? I know of Sabin is like the old Power Rangers. What? But they've done a bunch of stuff too. Really? I want to say they do. Do they do Godzilla? They have the rights to like some big things. They're like pretty sh- I could be completely making this up, but I think they're like a Japanese company that came over. And they huh. yeah, they have like some big properties. They're like a big toy company too. So That's after they acquired it, they wanted to give it a limited theatrical release um in twenty sixteen. And that that's where that eight hundred and fifty thousand ca- comes from. Mm, okay. And I think that was with, what's that? I, I always forget the name of it. And I've been to, oh, Fathom Events. They did an event with them, um, in which I literally just went to one on Sunday for that Scream 25th anniversary in theaters. Oh, shit, yeah? Yeah, last night. It was fun. Huh. But yeah, Fathom Events, I think. And so it was like a one or, it was like a one weekend or one week thing. So that's the only money they really made. Hmm. But now it's in streaming, so maybe. They probably make some money from that. Getting, yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, according to Box Office Mojo, the film was released for five weeks. So, really, not, not much. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't well, imagine. That this sounds like a long time, though. Five weeks. 
yeah, this does not seem like a movie. Seem like a movie theater movie. Like this is not something you would watch. Oh yeah, no. This is definitely like a straight to DVD thing. Yeah, it does. It wouldn't feel right. Yeah, and I feel kind of bad like shitting on it because it's not like a garbage film. It's just very boring. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I'm like he's hitting the same like beats a lot of the stuff that he's done before, but it doesn't work in this one. Yeah, I think my issue with it was just that the set was really boring. That was my thing, yep. Colors were just very, very, like, desaturated. Yeah, all the gray and blue. That's why it looks like a yeah. 2000s, like, early 2000s, mid-2000s movie, like, Saw and stuff. Like, it's just all one location, like, industrial, like, mm-hmm. nothing really to look at. It's all gray and blue. Yeah, it's nothing that we haven't seen before by Rob Zombie, and... I think, I mean, I personally, I think the idea works for what he wanted to make for 31 being like a game. And like that conceptually alone is pretty interesting. I don't oh, know. Yeah. What, do you, what do you think about that? No, Jordan? I like that. I think the, yeah. the bad choice was that industrial, whatever, like it couldn't be any more boring being in that, like whatever yeah. it looks like factory or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just dark or yeah, gray. Super blues. linear shots too. I mean, like, if it was just if it was more spacious if like i don't i don't know how to like make this movie any better than what it was well like, i really don't know what it, we could have changed other than just like a complete scene rewrite it had more of a um devil's rejects vibe and stuff like when they're at the gas mm-hmm. station and, like, yeah if it was more of a road trip movie but then that would basically be house of a thousand corpses <laughs> <laughs> yeah but if they had kind of gotten more, just the that was probably a budget thing, but just literally filming at one or two locations the whole time, that's that's what makes it so boring, I feel like. I feel, I don't, so, personally, dude, I kind of got hooked back into this movie when fucking Richard Brake rolled up because I don't know what it was, but him, like, uh, arriving like on the scene like on the site and everything and like getting ready and shit and like having that kind of like oh, ca- yeah. it's super generic but kind of like uh i don't know what kind of music to label it other than just like i guess like epic music and shit like that him walking with like security and shit and like armoring up and shit yeah. i thought that was pretty cool and, like his outfit well a couple of things about that i mean you are sent me because to talk about the music um Rob Zombie, one thing that he does get, he gets really good music. Um, in really low budgets, he gets like massive music because obviously that's where he comes from, the music world. So I think with his connections, he literally just gets them for free or like nothing. Oh, yeah. So he always has great music, <laughs> like yeah. big songs in all of his movies. So that's pretty cool. Um, uh, But also, like you were saying too, though, with the shots, like I don't think anybody's ever said he's a even a lot of people don't even think he's a good director. So um, he does have a style usually, which they used a little yeah. bit in this. But, you know, with those type of shots and mm-hmm. being in that location. It felt weird how, like, he would just literally freeze frame on on just multiple moments. I did like, however... um how he transitioned from when they got kidnapped and it was like a slideshow, but it would go like to the right, then down like three levels and shit like that. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, but yeah. has he done that before in his other films? Jordan? Oh, yeah. Or? That's his style. That's his whole that 70s is his style? Okay. 
Uh, but obviously, like I say, he was the writer and director. And then uh, I want to talk about the actress first, and then we can actually get into it. Oh, yeah, movie. yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously, you got the, the the heavy hitters, which is really just what I'm going to cover. But you got Malcolm McDowell as Father Murder. Mm. He's like, um, I don't even know. He's just the main big bad of those three people that are running the show. I guess so, yeah. He is known for everything. I mean, he's Alex in A Clockwork Orange. He's Caligula. Um, in Caligula, obviously. He's in Star Trek Generations, the Soren. He's in the H.G. Wells Time After Time movie. And also Dr. Loomis in uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween movies. I was waiting for it, dude. Yeah. Like, when are you going to bring up uh, Dr. Loomis? Yeah. I mean, everyone... Loved him as a choice for Dr. Loomis. Not everybody liked the choice of what Rob Zombie wanted Dr. Loomis to be. Loomis to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But everyone loves that. He got, the, and they obviously have some connection. Now that he's been in multiple movies, but I, I did throw in a credit for you. Uh, he voices President John Henry Eden in Fallout 3. Gamer. <laughs> oh, dude. Wow. I love Fallout. You want How another you know, one, dude? Jordan? Yeah. He's in Spider-Man the Animated Series in 96 as Whistler. Wait, like the the quote-unquote new animated Spider-Man? 1996. I don't know. It's called Wait, really? Yeah, Spider-Man Voice the Animated. Whistler? Yeah. You actually know that. That's funny. Okay. No, 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 no. I, I fucking love the Spider-Man new animated series. Damn, I grew dude. up watching that shit. I threw you too. Actually, I do know that one then, if that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just trying to remember Whistler. I don't oh. know <laughs> that. I don't know. Yeah, I wow. I now I feel like a fa- I feel like I'm faffing on you. I'm being you a fake ass fa- fan on you guys. You're faffing, I'm about? faffing about. Yeah, <laughs> Jordan. Shit. You having a I gotta, I gotta look that up though. That's super fucking awesome though. I love that. Yeah, that Bro, was my see, childhood, dude. I, I always know how to get you, man. Throwing a couple. You do. Gamer or Spider Man. Yeah, you threw in that Fallout Three. No disrespect to Fallout, but dude, I don't play that. I know Fallout Three is not a big one, but it has the gamer tie-in. So I had to throw you a bone. All right, thank. I will. Hey. I appreciate it, dude. Well, long story short, with him, he's been in like everything. He's had a mm-hmm. very long career since, like, no breaks since the '60s, and he's definitely the yeah, biggest. Dude, one name. of his biggest films, uh, I can't believe he didn't even mention, was Home Alone: The Holiday Heist. Real? Which one is that? <laughs> that's like the fucking fifth one. I think that's Home Alone Five, dude. Is that with the new kid? Oh yeah, where he has like, like, I think after four, it's like or no four and beyond is like new kids. I wonder if it's the one I've seen a lot. That might be four though, with the Max or whatever, with like the car. I think it's that's four. four. That might be. Does he have like the fucking bowl cut and shit? No, I thought he had like kind of three. Oh, that might be three. Yeah, Home Alone three, I think, is the one. Uh, wow. Speaking of horror movies, we got to cover that series one day. Home Alone. <laughs> well, yeah, honestly, dude. Oh, dude, when Christmas comes around, you bet your sweet fucking ass we're going to be doing that series. Well, you know, I would like to do the same thing we're doing with Halloween for Christmas, see if we could do a whole month of Christmas horror movies. That should be, yeah, that should be easy. I was going to say, those might be fun, dude, because, I mean, I you're bet right, there's a shit these aren't ton. Fun, dude? Nah, man, but these are like two on the nose for my style. I'm the I'm the Rob Zombie of this podcast, <laughs> dude. I like getting those, those wild, grungy films out there. <laughs> You're a wild card, dude. Going oh, against the system, man. Ace in the hole, dude. Uh, here's a couple little fun facts about Malcolm McDowell. Uh, he was awarded a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame in 2012. 
Big boy. <laughs> Big nuts. Needless to say, bro. Come on. Uh, here's a personal quote from him. The best thing I oh. did was abuse myself when younger. I dabbled in everything. Cocaine, booze, women, because now I don't have to do it anymore. Gangster. Fuck yeah. On horror movies. I'm not that keen on them, to be honest. I find them tedious. Most of them really kind of schlocky and terrible character development and thin storylines. The one that I've seen, they're usually pretty bad because they're very low budget. It's almost like... I wonder when he said that because he's almost describing this movie to a T. He says that right after 2016. <laughs> um, talking about Rob Zombie, he's def- he's got a definite point of view. He has just done horror films because that's all they want him to make. Uh, for him to get out of that, which he will, it's going to be tough. He is a far better director than a horror movie director. The way he looks at the material and the way he gives you rain but also gives you boundaries, which I'm guessing was probably after the Halloween <laughs> series. <laughs> nope, he's still doing horror. Um, he was. This is cool, though. He was considered for the role of Pennywise in the uh, It miniseries in 1990. Wow. Okay. Yeah. He was like big contender for that. That's super weird to think about, dude. He would have been good, though. I mean, Tim Curry. Oh, yeah, no doubt he would have. It's just so weird to think of, like. Dude, he's been, he was also the original choice for the role of Peter Smythe in the horror film Black Christmas. And he turned it down. Mm-hmm. Doesn't like horror movies, bro. Crazy. Finds him tedious. He would have been a legend, though. Uh, he was also... Con- I wonder what got him into that. Maybe just because he wanted to branch out eventually. I mean, he's dabbled in a lot of horror things. Yeah. Um, he was also considered for the role of Saruman in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Wait, Sauron? Saruman. Oh, that Saruman. Christopher Lee plays. Dude, I, I'll be dead ass. I, I'll be a fake ass fan right now. I've never seen what? any Lord of the Rings. Yes, I'm sorry. I haven't. How is that, that fucking possible, wagon. dude? I okay. Don't fucking kill me, dude. But I've only played, uh, Shadow of Mordor, Bruh. Shadow of War. Those are the only. That's the You're only fucking Lord of the Rings lore I know. I, I am. A, I'm faffing about hard Holy right now. Shit, dude. But I I ain't calling myself a Lord of the Rings fan. But like, I know very little characters, dude. There's. Wow, Bilbo. There's like Philbo, like Bilbo Faggins or something like that. I don't know. Like bro. Wacky little white Are you creature. trying to have the whole internet come at you? Dude. <laughs> Damn, dude. That's don't actually me faffing about. And that's why you're making fun of me for Peter Jackson. You haven't seen any of the Lord of the Rings movies. That's absolutely bonkers yeah. to me. Well, dude, because like every single time my friends are like, yo, you want to like, you know, peep out this fucking Lord of the Rings marathon? I'm like, all right, dude. How long? He's like, oh, bro, we got like nine hours. It's like, kind of crazy. How many movies are we watching? He's like three. I'm old enough, more than I'm older than you, to have watched those in the theaters, all three of them, and you were too young to even go and see them. I think. Now, dude, if it came out in theaters, I would love. I feel like Lord of the Rings is like the perfect theater it's movie. Amazing. It was like, I, yeah, because because so, like literally, you've either never seen it or like you love it. I've never heard anybody be like, I fucking hate it after watching all of it. That might be your generation, though. Is I feel like everybody from my generation has seen it. I mean, it was like our Star Wars, I think, because well, actually, mm-hmm. we did have the prequel movies, and I did see those all in theaters, and they were a big deal. But dude, we didn't have like Star Wars was. Even it was kind of a different storyline, but like Lord of the Rings really felt like something like brand new, more like, grounded, maybe. Well, it's just like 
even though Lord of the Rings have been around forever too, the books, but this was like something that was like, yeah, n- never seen before. It's just crazy. Yeah, dude. I I'll be real. I I was on that Star Wars childhood kind of train, and not to derail too far, but I will say another fucking mind blower. Some more character development for me for all you guys out there. I've never watched or read any of the Harry Potter books. I was a fucking Percy Jackson guy. I was a Percy Jackson guy. Who's that? Percy Jackson? I don't know who that Dude, is. Dude, Rick Royden? You don't know Percy Jackson? It's basically it just like... It's uh Well, they made two really shitty movie adaptations, so that's awesome. But uh, no, it's uh, Greek mythology. Uh, antholo- well, not anthology, but there's five books of the original series, and then there's like, I think, six or maybe five of like the second series, and then there's like a third series. There's a fuck ton. I've only seen the first and half of the second series, but... I, I haven't seen doing all that. the Harry Potters, but I've seen probably maybe five of them. And like the first like four at least I saw in theaters. And those were a really big deal. That's crazy. Damn. Did you do that just to be like, oh, I'm too cool. I'm not into Harry Potter, but I'm not nah, Well, I'll be real. No, like I just, I don't know what the fuck was up with me. I was more of like a, eh, like Greek mythology is just so much better. And like I didn't want to read two books at the same time. So I just picked up Percy Jackson and I never got into Harry Potter. Well, see, I didn't read the was I think I just read the first maybe probably saw the movie and then read the book later and then you're like oh fuck it I'll watch well the no movies. I got the yeah I got the first book as a gift when it was a big deal before the movie came out and then like the movies obviously are a whole another story like I actually get annoyed with how obsessed people get with Harry Potter for sure but it's only mm-hmm. because I think you're just a little bit too young to have that as like you weren't really a kid that goes to movies yeah dude when I when I was growing up uh. I'm pretty sure Deathly Hollows Part 2 wow. was, like, coming out. And, like, everybody, like, not people my age, but essentially, I think, high schoolers, like, back in your age, they were really hyped about it. But, well, yeah, no, I'm I just, just glad grew I'm... up on a on a renegade lifestyle, dude. I, I wasn't a fan of Harry Potter. I didn't get into Lord of the Rings. Even though, I, I will say, I'm fan. more than down to get into Lord of the Rings than I am Harry Potter. Harry but, Potter was just a thing that you had to, like, you saw, like I said, I wasn't, like, a big fan or anything, but... yeah. Like me and my dad, my brothers, well, like we all went to see. It was just like a big deal. I mean, I'm I'm not that old, but I got I think it's pretty cool that, like, basically in my elementary school years, I got to go to the theaters and see the Star Wars prequels, the Lord of the Rings, and Harry <sighs> Potter's. Like, you're so fucking lovely, dude. You're so lucky because I fucking love because none Star of those Wars. are really happening. Like, what's big like that now? I mean, I guess yeah, people are still like reruns and shitty like off takes of continuations for things that shouldn't be touched. Yeah, Star Wars like, is like whatever. I know people still nerd out. And Marvel, oh, I guess. Dude. Yeah. It's a huge bummer. Like I like the direction the Star Wars is going now, but that new trilogy dude wanted me to fucking I wanted to barf through my asshole. <laughs> shit was doo doo dog shit. Terrible. But, all right, we should Yeah, we should yeah, probably okay. stop sidetracking here. Well that that's a whole other thing. That's side actually blowing episode. my mind though. But all right, let's get into Richard yeah. Brake, your boy as Doomhead. Ooh, dude. This fucking dude, can I say, wow, as soon as I fucking saw him in the beginning, I recognized him immediately from fucking Doom, Mandy, and like Batman Begins. Like this dude has been in a lot of fucking yeah. films I've watched and I didn't realize until actually getting like like close up in the opening. I didn't put it together that it was the same guy from Mandy the chemist, but it obviously, I, once I saw that, I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, because when I, I, I looked up Richard Brake, because I'm like, what the fuck? Why does he look so familiar? And I looked at all of his fucking movies, and I saw he was in Mandy. I'm like, oh, my fucking God. Like, I think that's like the first thing 
he like when you look up his name, I think that's the first kind of scene or something they reference him in is in Mandy. I think Doom reason. is actually 2005. What is? The 2005 Doom is his like most known for. That one in Kingsman. Really? Yeah. And Hannibal Rising. I, bro, I, I grew up with uh, Doom. So that's any constellation. So I, yeah, I first saw any this constellation. Dude. Yeah, it's his first fucking constellation to my, my epic fucking repertoire of movies I've seen growing up. One thing I saw about him, I don't really get it's it. Did he play the Night King? In Game of Thrones, I'm sure you're about oh, to tell dude, me. Oh, dude, he was the White Walker. Yeah, he was the Night King, the main one. Yeah, yeah. Because the design want... is oh, pulled it a, off oh, his oh, face. Wow, I shouldn't even say that. I'll get fucking executed. That you haven't seen Game of Thrones? I've never seen Game of Thrones, and the only reason why is because so many of my friends you're said that season five shit, ruins dude. it. Bro, I've heard that. I've never. I'm sorry. Fuck, guys. Dude, you're- Faff, I don't mean dude. to faff about on this pot, dude. This the episode is just me fan. baffing, bro. But what I saw that. Seen? What I haven't seen. What have you seen? That's what I have I seen? Uh, well, I've seen the Sam Raimi uh, Spider-Man trilogy, Jeez, front dude. and back, dude. Wow. I mean, quiz me on that. Do you wipe front to back? <laughs> uh, Depends on the mood. If I got enough energy for it. He's also obviously uh, Halloween 2, Rob Zombie's remake, because he's in like everybody's in at least one Rob Zombie movie from this movie. <laughs> uh, it was actually based on a personal recommendation to Rob Zombie from Sid Haig. So they must have been friends. Sid Haig's uh, Captain Spaulding. Yeah, yeah. R.I.P. Um, he is also plays in Three from Hell. Yeah, he's been in a bunch of stuff too. Big career. Yeah, I really, really like Richard Brake. Uh, you also got another Rob Zombie favorite. You got Jeff Daniel Phillips as Roscoe Pepper. He's been in Three from Hell, Lords of Salem. Uh, he's in that Satanic Panic 2019 movie. And he's also plays Tenderloin in the Westworld show. Really? Yeah. I huh. recognize him from Lords of Salem. It's, uh, I mean, he's like a big part in that. Which is actually, I think, if you were to say what's the best Rob Zombie movie, like not my favorite, but what's the best movie, it's definitely Lords of Salem. Lords of Salem? Yeah. It's like a legit good movie. All right. I haven't seen that, actually. So I feel like not. I don't know what the release situation was or anything like that. Like, it, I don't even know if it got in the theaters, but like it's a legit. Oh, Lords of Salem, pretty much like 31, where they just couldn't get it out. Or. It's like the opposite of all of Rob Zombie's movies. It's like a slow burn, like suspenseful, like it's so much different than all of his movies. It's probably why it's his best one because all the other ones are basically Mm -hmm. more like music video style because that's kind of his directing. Yeah, okay. Um, And then you got his obvious favorite, Sherry Moon Zombie as Charlie. Um, Apparently she was in the middle of quitting smoking during the filming, so that added to like the misery of her character. So I'm sure in that rough 20-day shoot, having that on top of it, oof. God. People probably at each other's throats. bad fucking time to quit smoking. Um, Like you said, she's Baby, Baby Firefly in House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects, and Three from Hell. She's Mike Myers' mom in the Halloween remix, which is a, that's a great. Super weird. That is such a nice gift from Rob Zombie. He got the IP to do Halloween and puts his wife as the mom of Mike Myers and puts her in both movies. 
even though she's dead after the first one. Yeah, but um, so it's all, it's pretty interesting. I cover some of the background, but she's in um his Living Dead Girl video in 1999 and his 2001 music video for Feel So Numb and his super and his animated film, excuse me, The Haunted World of El Super Bisto, 2009. Um, she really hasn't done anything outside of Rob Zombie. She was like one episode of Californication and an episode of CIA, CSI, which Rob Zombie directed. Which I like CSI directed by Rob Zombie. That must be weird. I kind of want to watch it. That is fucking bizarre. What? Yeah, she also plays. Maybe that'll be a really good episode though, since it's like out of his normal style. I'm, I'm sure it's weird. No, I'm sure he just put his style into it. It's probably real weird. <laughs> Um, she plays Eva Krupp in the Grindhouse segment Werewolf Women of the SS, which I'm sure Rob Zombie directed that part too. It looks like a Rob Zombie. If not, it just looks so much like it. Yeah, that's where a bunch of directors have like different little shorts in that, so I'm sure that was his section. Um, I think the only thing that isn't Rob Zombie directed is Toby Hooper's Toolbox Murders in 2004, which I would like to see. I'm curious about it. And it's not based off the famous toolbox murderers. It's I just think. it's just called that. I'm pretty sure it's by chance. Yep. Um. So she did state that she never desired to become an actress, and that's why she only acts in movies directed by Rob Zombie. Um. Like I said, the toolbox murders was the only one that he hasn't directed, and she did that as a personal favor, as Rob Zombie and Toby Hooper were friends. Um, according to her, she also receives offers to appear in other movies, but turns them all down. Yeah, I mean, although she's not, like, the best, she's actually a pretty good actress, though. Yeah. Yeah, like, what she's in, she does a really good job at. And, like, it's pretty hard playing those kind of characters, too. Yeah, it's just very it would grungy, be, gritty. I'm just surprised she's so down to do it, because, like, he makes her play the most ridiculous. Yeah crazy caricatures of people. I mean, most all of his characters usually are, but like... That's real love, Jordan. It probably helps that he's the husband because like that would be super demeaning if it was anyone else making someone yeah, always like his girlfriend or some shit like that. Or just anyone. Like, that's a demeaning role to play. Like... Mm-hmm. Um, but this is another one, though, that, that uh, she ironically doesn't like horror films either as they scare mm. her too much. And oh, in interviews, she admits to closing her eyes while watching her own films at the premiere or while watching horror films with Rob Zombie. That must be so weird, seeing yourself in something you don't like. Yeah, it reminds me of when we did Candyman and the little kid, Jake, went to the screening and oh, yeah. like, walked out immediately like, nope, fuck that. Damn. Yeah, that's funny. Cause I, God, I want to experience that, but I feel like I, my experience with that would just be fucking cringe, not like genuine discomfort of like oh i'm fucking scared or like something like that right no i completely agree with that because i wouldn't feel that when i'm older but i'm just it would be so like if you're an adult though like you know you're all just like pretending why would that scare you if you go to the movies and watch it yeah like especially <laughs> seeing yourself in a scene that's like terrifying or scary yeah god that's like an experience i want to feel it's just, it's so weird it would like, be just i would be cringing at the dialogue you had me say <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I would cringe at myself rather than be, like, scared of, like, the actual horror or whatever. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Apparently from a lot of, like, actors' perspectives, because they, obviously, they film movies and bits and shit, so they probably don't fully remember, too, the scenes that they act out. 
and it takes like a while to edit it, like a few months, I'd say. So definitely during that time, you'd probably just forget most of the general scenes are happening. You just only remember your lines. True, but still. More than anything. Still, yeah. No, you should be aware. I don't know, but that's definitely a feeling I want. Oh, yeah. I'm curious about it. Um, Mm -hmm. Just the last thing on them, I mean, they uh, were together for nine years and then just randomly decided, like, sure, let's get married on Halloween and Mm -hmm. just did it. For shits and giggles, wore like a sweater and jeans for the lols. She was also in the December 2005 issue of Playboy, which is funny because Rob Zombie never has her go naked, but his signature, I'm not even joking about this, his signature and everything Nudity. I've seen her in, except for I didn't catch it in this movie, but I might not have been paying attention enough, he always shows her butt crack in every movie. And not in this movie, yeah. No? Okay, this is no, the not first in this one. one. Huh. I've never seen anybody mention it, but it's a definite, like, almost like inside joke between them or something because it's in every movie, <laughs> specifically or crack. Maybe because it was an accident at first, and then, like, fuck it, let's just keep it going. No, it's pretty, it's pretty, pretty obvious. Uh, obvious. Yeah. Well, I'm saying through the first time it's ever happened. In all the movies, it's a definite choice. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking pan zoom. I do like how also her trademark section on IMDb says just shrill laugh, <laughs> which is definitely wow. for baby. Yeah. A last one I really want to cover. I mean, you do have some big like 70s actors in here. I just don't want to go on for 45 minutes because you got Lawrence Hilton Jacobs as Panda Thomas. You got Meg Foster as Venus Virgo. Like he really did. They've been in other movies of his and they've also, they were like, I would say their biggest stuff was probably in like seventies, eighties. Like these are, it's almost like they're kind of somewhat out of work or more out of work actors. I brought out to like give it that vibe. So I think that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, do you have anything you want to talk about with any of these? There's a bunch of actors, honestly. Yeah, there's a there's way more actors than I originally thought. To be fair, uh, going into this, but I mean, you pretty much covered all the main. All the leads. Yeah, the big ones. You ready to get into some black ass and goblins? Dude, I'm ready to get my, my feet dirty in this mud. Yes. On some mud goblins. Black ass and goblins and broomsticks and ghosts. Covens of witches with all of their hosts. You may think they scare me, you're probably right. Black cats and goblins on Halloween night. All right, so let's talk about the opening. Since it is crucial to any horror scene. I know you had, you were talking about Doomhead, so you were, you were sucked in at that point. <laughs> at that point, I'll be real. Uh, the opening I thought was pretty strong. Um, I really like the fucking the wet the wetness of his fucking whistle when he says like fuck and shit like that. It's like it seethes and shit through his mouth. He, he, it was pretty good. I liked that scene uh, and that POV shot. Um, I did kind of feel weird when it kind of like the camera just shifted to the actual guy. I mean, obviously, yeah. they had to get to it eventually, but I kind of would have liked it better if it was like a like a POV of you just getting killed, like the viewer, and then just leave it at that. I mean, because that's what I thought they were going with. But what did you think? My thing with the, like Richard Brakeman obviously is like put on a hell of performance in that. Uh, it's too much energy. Or? No, no, it's good. It's just the like. Honestly, it's probably gonna keep falling on the dialogue. Like, what are you saying? Just it just seems fucking clown. Oh, yeah, he ain't no fucking yeah. clown. No matter what they say, I'm not a fucking clown. 
<laughs> I fucking yo, but he was <laughs> spitting though. Like Rob Zombie popped off on that opening. You think so? That dude, that translates so hard into like today. It's crazy. Why? He ain't with the goofy dude, shit. I'm, he ain't in the goofy shit. He ain't a fucking clown, Jordan. Yeah, I, you were spot on with that fucking clown. I can't even do it. Fucking clown. Like <laughs> it's just so wet, dude. And it's good. And I I will say, I'm sorry to take your spotlight, but I love like the drool and shit that Pennywise drooly has on his lower lip. You see it in the beginning when he's walking up, and you see it at the end. Oh, really? Drooling and shit when he smiles. Yeah, it's nice. It's cool. I don't know. The it just seemed too tryhardy for something. Not that he didn't do good, but like whatever the lines they were having him deliver, or and also the black and white. <laughs> like I know Rob Zombie loves doing stylistic things like that. I don't think the black and white worked for this. I don't know. I just, really, you didn't? No, because like if it was somehow like shot with film or like shot in black and white, or actually had that feel, but it literally just looked like because obviously it was shot in color, but. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it just looked like okay. Now change this to whatever grayscale, and let's see what that looks like. I don't know. It just didn't make sense. It didn't work. Yeah, it didn't make sense. I liked the shot because it looked really clean. Granted, it's 2016, but I, it was a low budget film, so I didn't expect the camera to look. I, I really like the detail you can see on his face, but I, I thought I, I kind of liked the opening. I, I thought it was pretty nice. Okay. Um, but definitely, I felt it. It, it kind of lost me when that fucking like preacher or. I think I think it was a preacher or a priest. Yeah, he was like begging for his life and shit. I'm like, dude, don't do that. Uh, <laughs> it's not gonna work. Bro, I was like, I would have liked it a lot more clown. if it was like more of a POV, like the audience member themselves. And like when he was like, let me tell you something. I thought he was gonna get into his story, and then the whole movie was gonna take place before the events leading up to that. Okay, but I I was kind of reaching for the stars there a little bit too hard. I was like, oh really? Is this movie gonna be like a a backstory? We're gonna be killed kind of thing but no it's just in the past but well I, def- I liked the opening for what it was but definitely doesn't make sense though like you said i don't want to take anything away from richard briggs obviously he was acting his ass off yeah it's just the character and the writing you yeah. can only go so far yeah apparently like well so in his opening mo- monologue he barely blinks his eyes in that single shot close-up the first mm-hmm. time was 45 seconds in then doesn't blink again for 61 seconds yeah. And I got that for him because he just—it was intense the, what he was conveying. It was kind of like that Lord of the Rings fan stare you get when you <laughs> say you haven't watched the movies, dude. That—that that was you. That was literally you. Basically, when I fucking said that earlier. Yeah, I know your eyes were fucking bugging out of your head. Well, just started that... to drool from your lower lip, dude. It was scary. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, though. Pennywise drool. I can see that. I feel yeah, like based off I... that performance, he could do Pennywise. Yeah, he, I mean, wow. I Again, like, it really sucks how the dialogue was written and stuff and just his character, but I feel like for, he probably did it the best it could have been. Like, I feel like he kind of killed it. So, uh, all right, if you like the opening, that's good. I mean. Yeah, I'm just saying in, in general, for like this movie's entire writing, I feel like that's the best you could have performed it. True. No, yeah, he did like, good. But yeah, then, like with what he was given, he tried his best. Well, you have that uh, right after that. You definitely another. Not only was the black and white a choice, uh, Rob Zombieism, but you also have like the carnival footage on the film opening. That like that was so Rob Zombie House of Thousand Corpses style. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, that that home movie montage footage of the carnival workers was shot on Rob Zombie's phone. Huh. 
I thought this whole movie was, so that was surprising that only that was. All <laughs> <laughs> that shaky cam and shit. So this is interesting, though. Do you think this movie was scary when you were 10? I'll be real. I, there wasn't really any, like, horror. I I could see this movie being purely scary because of how loud it is for, like, theaters. But, like, yeah, watching this at home really wasn't scary. Uh, granted, I say this now because obviously I'm older and I just found it boring. But when I was 10, I feel... I don't know what would scare me. I don't think anything would scare me. I feel honest. like it would. Like this would teach me a lot. <laughs> at 10 oh, years dude, old. this would desensitize the fuck out of you. No, yeah, no doubt about that. I think it'd be scary. Just the derangement. No one does deranged will go as far as Rob Zombie. And just if you're ten years old watching this and being like, "Whoa, like people are like that," like that, would, it would be. I feel like terrifying because it's so I'm unsettling. Not, I, Everybody is. The movie that really fucked me up, that like desensitized me for most, even though it's not it's not necessarily a Rob Zombie kind of like fucked thing. Uh just watching John Carpenter's The Thing really fucked me up with gore and shit in general. Well, so, I like, don't even think of, of the gore, just like the I The grittiness. Well yeah, just the grunge and shit of people, like how dirty it all is, but Yeah, I I remember seeing I, House of a Thousand Corpses. I was probably like Sixth or seventh grade, I feel like. Yeah, that's that, fucking. That's scared. Of the I shit mean, out. that'll fuck you up, no doubt about that. It did for sure. Fish boy would fuck me up, but this one's even just, like. I'm not saying it's scarier, but it's even more. I feel like no, it's. I don't know. They're both demented. Like the derangedness is yeah off the charts. But that's part. I can of, see that. Yeah, it's not the necessarily axes or chainsaws. It's like the mm. just gosh, this is way too fucked up for a ten year old. <laughs> Yeah, costume designs, shit like that. The fucking, like, the dialogue and that dream sequence with the two brothers, like, oh, coming back to life. Yeah. And, like, what's more fucked up than, like, fucking a pregnant <laughs> bitch? And then they fucking, they're like, yeah, because a baby gives you head or some shit like that. Or getting head from the baby. Getting the blowjob from the baby, yep. Yeah. Classic I, joke. I always tell that on my first day. Dude, I... I had to change my pants after that one. First day of any job, just to, you know, let everybody know I'm a funny guy. I like to crack a few, crack wise. I always throw in that. Uh, I'm pretty witty, pretty charming. What's you know? worse than fucking a pregnant bitch joke? <laughs> Get a blowjob from the baby, and everyone baby. Just, just dies laughing. And that's dude, why that's, I, the, that's the fucking milk spitter right there, dude. That's why I'm always switching jobs, dude. On bib. I feel like every time it's not related to that joke, but every time within the first week. I get fired. I don't know, but people love that joke. Every time, I I th- it's it. just that it's that it's that opening. You know, get to bust out the funnies. Like that's how I got hired. That's how I got my job. I've been here for four years, and ever since then, I'm just going up. Well, what's the difference between an onion and a whore? <laughs> I cry when I cut an onion, bro. <laughs> Jeez, all of this. I wrote down all these Rob. I literally just put Rob Zombie <laughs> jokes to use on Riley tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm going to cover probably the trope section instead, but all the Rob Zombie isms, and I've been saying <laughs> some of them, like the choice. That's almost a segment in its in its entirety itself, dude. Yeah, that's what I'm using instead of tropes when we get there. Uh, <laughs> obviously, I think just what the actual scare is, though, it's just deranged people. Yeah, and what was... I have a question too. What the fuck was up with that? Do you think that that one uh, brother, the one with like the orange afro and shit, 
Uh, do you think he was just saying that shit to like not be killed, or do you think he like that was actual real dialogue of him? Like, we didn't want to do this; they forced us, or some shit. Oh, huh. I think no, was, I think like, I think he was lying. Yeah, I think he was lying. He was fucking teeth. Yeah, he was just fucking scared. But like, I don't know. I I feel like I don't know something about this movie. I feel like because the scare. Would it just be like, yeah, the demented characters that hunt you? Yeah, and you're just like locked in a situation well, nowhere I, to go. Were there four killers or were there only... I mean, I guess we're including the duos, the two duos, the yeah, there's two sex duos. and death, and then the brothers. Because didn't they say there were six people hunting them for 12 hours? Yeah, I don't remember. I, well, yeah. Because I think it was the the Spanish Nazi little guy. Little critter. Little then you guy. got the two clown bros. I was real okay. I was really, really confused actually. Um, oh, I actually have a list because our next section is discussing the killer. I wrote down, yeah, yeah, sick head, psycho and schizo, death head and sex head, and doom head. That's six. That's six. Okay. I dude, I was so confused. I don't know what the fuck it was. I thought that um, the two brothers were fighting. Panda and Charlie, but then the other brother came out of the haystack inside that little birdcage that, uh, I I forgot the guy's name, but Venus and the one dude, like, I want to say... Roscoe, the white dude? Roscoe. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was, I literally thought it was the brothers back-to-back fighting Charlie and Panda, and then a third guy came out, but I don't think it was a third guy, because soon after that, like... It's only one brother fighting two and the other brother fighting the other two. It's hard to tell the difference between the brothers. Like, I don't know which one is psycho and which one's One's got long green hair and the other one's just got, like, that orange afro. But I could have sworn, dude, I thought the two brothers were fighting. I I don't know. I might have been snoozing on this film, but definitely I was like, wait, what the fuck is going on now? Like, all of a sudden. Well, which one do you think has the strongest build? (laughs) Oh, which one's got the best... uh, D&D class? Yeah. You got Sickhead. He's got the two knives. And Dude, I think he had a bat. I, I, it's, it's fucking Doomhead. You want to know why? He's the fucking rogue. Oh, true. He's got that fucking rogue ability. He can just misstep. He can teleport. He can fucking backstab. Gets those crits. <laughs> Insane confirmed crits. Yep, he His does AC do is fucking untouchable. Like, literally untouchable. <laughs> Dude, can we also talk about how, like... Holy shit, he fucking cracked Charlie's head with one fucking jab at the end? Wait. When when she gets to the house and she finds a little, like, the same little carnival thing. Yeah. And she freaks out and she turns around and he just fucking, like, jabs her in the face. Dude, like, he legit cracks her fucking head open with that and she's, like, bleeding out on the floor. Dude, that was fucking crazy. So he's oh, got some fucking what? points built into like strength. I missed that. How did you miss? Dude, he knocked her out. Fucking dropped her so fast. That that was one of the moments in the movie where I was like, I was like, oh, fuck me. Like, that was fucking brutal. Like, because it's one of those things where there's not much violence, but just the act of just jabbing someone in their fucking head cracking when they hit the floor. It was, dude, it was, it threw me for a fucking loop. So that dude's, he's a rogue, he's a rogue <laughs> class. He's probably level 14. Crazy fucking damage. But he's definitely got a lot of points into strength. Like he's probably got twenty strength, twenty dex, maybe like. Well, in that case, fourteen con is sickhead like a gnome. 
Yeah, no, he's a halfling. A halfling? Uh, wow, you can't call him that anymore, dude. What do you mean? <laughs> it's only half the man. <laughs> you only killed half a man. <laughs> yeah, no, his class, I'd say he's a fucking warlock <laughs> because he's got he's got Hitler as his patron. Uh he's decked out. He's a warlock. Uh don't forget he doesn't Spanish. have a subclass, he multi-classes. Actually, no, he needs to have a subclass. Yeah, so he's a, an archfiend warlock. <laughs> he multi-classes into that fucking rogue again, because he's got those dual daggers, those uh, Nazi stilettos. He had stilettos? No, that's what I think that's what the knives are called. Not the shoes, oh. but the actual knives, <laughs> like, the really, whoa. really thin blades. No, no. <laughs> he's a half-gender. But, uh, yeah, dude, that, that would be his class. He multi-classed. The two brothers... I think they're fucking barbarians. Okay, I see that. With chainsaws. Just they just pop rage and then they just <laughs> try to focus on pure DPS. Uh Death Head and Sex Head. Death Head and Sex Head? Well, Sex Head is uh We don't get much of them. Yeah, we really don't. Um I think Death Head is <laughs> like orc. <laughs> Oh, is his race? His race would be a fucking uh God. I I don't <laughs> He said orc. <laughs> he's like a half orc. Yeah, half. So he's like he's got the physical he has the physical features of an orc, but like the the human detailing of the face. And I the tutu. That's kinda human. He's a Goliath actually. <laughs> I don't know. Goliaths are basically like a Kratos race. So yeah, he's like you know like God of War Kratos. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're basically Kratos people, which are fucking cool. But yeah, I'd Dude, say he's a Goliath, <laughs> and his belt—he's probably just a fucking warrior, or he's a a fighter. He's just a fighter he class. He just he's runs a two-handed club. Yeah, and then his his total babe is a uh... oh oh uh bard. She's a fucking bard. Oh, okay, yeah, she's got that she high charisma. Yeah, she looks like Harley Quinn. She does, bit, not really at all. But no, just well, her mannerisms is kind of Harley Quinn esque. <laughs> That's why what I you almost can't do a female clown in any kind of villainous type way because it's just going to come off as Harley Quinn. I feel like you could, but this was definitely it was hard not to compare to Harley Quinn. I this felt one, it too. Yeah, but less yeah, charisma. Those are all though. the killers. A little less classes. charisma than Margot Robbie. What's that, Margot Robin? Yeah, Margot Robbie plays Harley Quinn. I said she has a little less charisma. And, uh, attractiveness than Ar- Margot Robbie. <laughs> it's like literally the white trash uh, Harley Quinn. God. Yeah. Uh. Well, yeah, I guess that would sum up their... That, that's that's what the killers are. No, no, that's what I, I, like, I like that. Well, I feel like we got away from doing the... Uh, yeah, we that lost the bit for a minute, but we, we roped it back in, dude. Yeah, we haven't done it in a few episodes, I feel like. Yeah, so, I mean, that, and that's pretty much... All the main, yeah, those are all the main characters in the campaign, pretty much. Well, how about, like, any kind of thoughts about some of these kills? Uh, I mean, I know you mentioned I kind of thought Panda dying from those puncture wounds is kind of like... I I don't know how to word it other than just like, okay, dude, like, you're just going to die from that, nothing like... Yeah, his was weak. Yeah, he, he had a weak death. That, that's what I was trying to say. I couldn't find the right well, words, Yvonne but yeah, too, weak is a good way honestly. to put it. I guess, yeah, he did, because it was basically off-screen when he gets 
Not off screen. No, he got hit. Tw- well, actually, no. Now thinking about it, he gets hit twice in the same like spot with the like spiked uh, club because he gets hit once and then reels back and he gets a close up of him getting hit again. But then he just drops to the floor. But then um, he carries on for much longer for no reason. Not even. Well, a little no, he's bit like, longer. No, he like props himself up and he's like, oh, like he literally touches his wound and then he dies in the same shot. Well, it seemed like. Cause it like cuts away. Cause what's oh, that he name? lingers a little bit more. Comes back, and then he lingers, and I'm pretty sure that they were putting him out of his misery because he gets back to the the group and he's still alive. And I feel like I missed, but Wait, I heard what? like the stabbing noise, and I feel like they put him out of his misery. Wait, no, I'm talking about Panda. I'm talking oh, about the oh. guy that fought Deathhead. Oh yeah, are you talking about uh, Levon? Yeah. That, Wait, that sickhead. Put out, yeah, like, li- yeah, live on, yeah, yeah. Oh, his, yeah, his was also kind of weird. It was kind of weird that fake out for no reason. Yeah, with a uh, sick head, just like screaming, and then he just leaves him. It's almost like they didn't have because you start out with so many characters in the beginning. Oh, but then they fucking drop like half of well, not yeah. even half, only three, right? I feel like they don't have enough people to kill. Honestly, once you get to the actual game. Because there's only, yeah. like, how many, five people the, come You over? take out the two bimbos, and you take out the fucking... Was that who is, was that who was in that um, room in the beginning that Roscoe comes across that are wrapped in sheets? Or was those supposed to be from the preachers? Those were from the preachers. Those were the two daughters. Oh, okay. I was wondering. Yeah. I felt that was so wrong. Who do like, you really Rob see get killed in the abduction of- scene? I feel like it's just the Spanish girl you actually see. What? In that abduction scene, like in the beginning? What do you mean the Spanish girl? She's a Spanish girl in the RV. She gets killed. I think she's her third Oh, you mean the girl that's all over Roscoe? Yeah. Yeah, well, she gets killed, and then apparently the other girl that uh, LaVon was banging in the beginning also just dies. Well, they didn't show it. I'm like, did they just drop her off on the side of the road? No, it was so weird. They like How they showed kills, they just showed close-ups of like stabs in the back, but I think they only did that for the driver. Okay, because I didn't see it for uh, her. Yeah, for it was the just black a bunch chair. of screaming and then like cut to black and then they all wake up in the van. I deadass thought like all four of those characters, or sorry, the three characters that went out there were just dead. I thought they got killed. And I was like, wow, you're just going to take out like the lead interesting characters? I do think it's Not funny. Not to say they're super interesting, but... <laughs> that like, you, it's so... You really don't care at all because... Normally, there's like, okay, you can have like crazy deranged, you know, like psycho hillbillies, carnies, but like when the like heroes quote are supposed to be like the person you're rooting for, but they're just trashy ass carnies. <laughs> like you really don't care because there's like, they kind of try to make it an emotional thing when Levon first dies. And it's kind of like sad and dramatic for a second, but it's like, you could care less. All you've seen so far is these people being mm-hmm. complete, just shithead, white trash, fucking <laughs> trailer people, you know? So Yeah, like, I no, really I mean, care. definitely a Rob Zombie cast, but you don't feel anything for him. Yeah, not at like, all. It, at least normally, he usually has some, some part of like the, not maybe not protagonist, but like, some part of it is somewhat pure, like better people, but these are just like everybody mm-hmm. trash. <laughs> everybody. 
Yeah, I don't know what that was all about. I guess that's also why, like, because since you're not even rooting for the survivors, that's probably what also made it boring. Yeah. I mean, the second half a little bit more, I guess, since you spent more time with them, but initially, at least the first half, you could give a shit. Dude, I don't know. Something about that whole, um, like, kidnapping scene or that abduction scene, it just... It just happened literally all at the same time, and like I, I vividly remember just like getting out of my seat, and be like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 what the fuck? Hello!" Like all that shit happened so fast. Yeah, and you like don't I really was just like, "What the fuck is going on?" There's so many cuts. I was so confused. So I was confusing. like, "Okay, so dark." It was yeah, super fucking dark. All these like close-up shots of like a st- like a stab on screen, and then people getting like it was weird because there was like fighting and punching and shit. But I, I legit couldn't tell who survived and who, like, died. And there was, like, some scarecrows on crosses or something? I thought they were going to do some fucked up shit where it was, like, it was corpses on those. And I was like, oh, that's going to be cool. Yeah, that but was it was, rushed. I guess, just scarecrows in the way. I don't know why they just didn't run it over, but... And why have that many characters in the RV if, like, they're just going to get, like... Killed? Yeah, but not even, not even cool show way. it, though. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Well, is there anything else... Well, I guess one more thing. I have oh, a yeah. couple thoughts. Uh, just with the exception of Doomhead, each killer is yeah. killed with their own weapon. Oh, that is true. They are, actually. Yeah. Oh, shit. Wow, I didn't even realize. Any? Uh, yeah, you got any kill thoughts? I was going to say... Well, I guess, no, that that would be under favorite kill. Never mind. I'll hold that thought then. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, we pretty much everything else is... Are you saying... Nothing much to say about it. Uh, are you more interested in talking about the corn syrup? There's a fuck ton of that dry corn syrup. Hold up. I wonder if all this blood is just corn syrup, you know? Like these characters are walking around with just corn syrup in their veins, you know? Let's get a shot here. Oh, oh God. Oh. oh, God, that's blood. All right, so my kill count I had at, I think I had 15, but I think I might be wrong. I don't know if you counted. Were you counting the people that you see dead on screen? No, I didn't count those two in the sheets. Yeah, so you have essentially uh well I did count the four that. the four survivors died, the five killers died. So here, I'll count them out because I did type them. So I got the priest of the opening scene, Spanish Oh yeah, that's right, fuck. I forgot about yeah, the priest and then the wife of the priest. So that's another two. The wife? We saw so, the wife get killed? Yeah, the one that was uh dressed up as the doll. Huh. That was begging for help, and then Roscoe was like, it's a fucking trap, like, she's fucking with us. Like, Oh, that was his wife? That was his wife, yeah, Georgina. Oh, Georgina was? Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, so wait, there's the four characters. So I got Priest, died, I'll count them. Survivors, nine, you can help me. Eleven, there's eleven. Well, so you got Priest, you got the Spanish girl, because you do see her throat get slit. Um, oh, okay. I, so I did have two bodies from the Nazi room, but I didn't know who they were, so I can leave those off. You got That's what I was Levon, saying. yeah, yeah. Um, you got Those were the sick heads. You got Psycho and Schizo. Um, Sex head. Georgina. Death head. Uh, death head gets the bat. Venus gets the throat cut. Panda. Then Sex. Wait, Venus? Venus is old lady. Yeah, she gets stabbed and like the knife gets pulled up to her like ribs. She doesn't get her throat slit. No, I put... Uh, Venus stabbed by Doonhead. Yeah, I got that one. I'm counting yeah. through them. Damn, I think I just lost oh. count. I think that was 11. And then Panda. Yeah, I think there's 13. And then Sex Head. Then Venus. Then Roscoe Pepper. 
Yeah, see, I got 15. Online it said 17, so I feel like I'm off by two, but they might be counting. Well, because they're probably counting the dead bodies that you see in the Nazi room. Yeah. But then I was going to say, because there was the five killers, because there were six in total, but five of them died. Then the four survivors died. I just read them oh, all Oh, you know what? They probably counted uh, Charlie. Well, if I'm too the off, end. then it's got to be... If I'm too off and I just count them all out, it's got to be those two bodies. Yeah. So I guess it's decent. Nothing really way, much. Yeah. Similar. What's your favorite one though? <sighs> Fuck, dude. Mm. I'll I'll let you go first, Jordan. And then, well, mine. Is, I got I got to think. I'm tied between two. Mine by a long shot is uh, whichever one is the brother. I don't know if it's Psycho or Schizo. That's like begging for his life and gets beheaded <laughs> on the chainsaw by Panda. It was actually a sick sequence. Like first, there's like blood kind of spraying on everybody's face, and then it's like, it's mm-hmm. it's kind of like a little drawn out for what it is, and then it just like pops oh, his yeah. head right off and sprays him. It's a gnarly scene. Yeah, dude. I, was I, I definitely. Yeah, I was definitely tied between that scene and then Venus's death, because I felt like Venus's was super fucked up. Well, first she's getting strangled and stabbed from behind. Yeah, well, she gets she gets stabbed in the side, and then she strangle and then he strangles her, and like kisses her, and then stabs her again, and then a third time, and then starts yanking the knife up to like her stomach. Oh, I just thought that was the most kind of like fucked up because for some, I, I just kind of felt I guess the most attached to maybe Venus, just because she was the empathetic one. True. So I was like, all right, you're probably gonna die, but I wonder how you die. I figured out she was gonna go out fighting but that was not the fucking case at all. Usually Rob Zombie is really good at doing fucked up, but honestly, I feel like he put all of his fucked up into like just basically what everyone says in this movie. Yeah, the like white trash dialogue almost (laughs) of all these people. But yeah, I think I'm going to go with Venus's death because I think that impacted me the most, even though I did really like, uh, I think Schizo was the brother that got his head cut off. That was... (laughs) Pretty epic. <laughs> Pretty epic kill. That's our epic kill of the episode. Tune in next All week. All right. Dude, that's pretty fucking gnarly. We should do that. What was the most epic kill? Well, I don't know if people will pick up on the sarcasm and they'll just be like, wow. What's sarcasm? <laughs> well, what's the other word that's like epic? There's a couple of those. It's like legendary. Yeah, legendary. Yeah, legendary <laughs> kill, dude. Yeah. Dude, this movie is pretty epic, pretty legendary, if I do say it so myself. Dude, this was a fucking epic sleeper, but a legendary comedy movie. Let's be real, Jordan. Does this make it into the legendary epic house of horrors? Dude, this gets into the epic legendary house of comedy. House of a thousand comedies. Oh, that's our spinoff we're doing. Yeah, spinoff. Yeah. That's our our second mainline series going up right after this. We're going to be covering all... Jim Carrey movies. Well, dude. the network will be House of a Thousand, and then yeah, Adapted by mean, the House of a Thousand Comedies. Houses. House of a Thousand Rom-Coms. Rom-Coms. Exactly. House of a Thousand... Jack Nicholson movies. Holocaust movies. There you go. <laughs> now we're getting somewhere. Now, okay. Or does that still translate to horror? Because everyone knows real life is scarier. I think that translates more into comedy. So, Have you ever seen Boy in Striped Pajamas? <laughs> <laughs> Caught me off guard with that one. 
<laughs> hey, dude. That movie caught me off guard, too. <laughs> Didn't realize it'd be that funny. I'm going to have to change my pants. The ending really fucked me up. I was laughing for a week. Top 10 most shocking twists. So, special effects. Uh, we kind of touched on it with that beheading scene. That was sick. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, Also, set design, like- a.k.a. Sorry. Special effects, oh. set design, all that fun stuff. Go ahead, sir. Well, dude, set set design was <laughs> fucking snooze. A big uh, old snoozer. Real. It was what's that? It was a big snoozer. It was that whole two thousands yeah. to like industrial, yeah, basement. All those movies, like all the remakes, were like that. There's just like a bluish grayish hue that's like it's so boring. Dull. Yeah, yeah, but also like trying to be gritty. Like, yes, it's gritty, but it's just like. That's part of what makes them so boring because it's just like, ah, just change it up. Like, give me something. Yeah, I don't know. And I feel like you can't really do colorful and gritty. You can do colorful and bloody. You can do something like Mandy that's like eye candy and like you get that kind of like grit but through gore and violence. Yeah, that's a great example. Yeah, actually shit. Yeah, no, Mandy kind of nailed both grittiness and like color. Well, the 2000s suffered from that bad. Like, they were trying so hard to be gritty, but it just makes it just miserable. Like, let's just tone everything down, make it almost grayscale, add a little bit of blue, a little bit of yellow light. Yeah. God. That is a rough Definitely not a fan. Um, You got, like, the body of Levon when they find out, like, they're eating him. That looks pretty realistic, I think. That's pretty good, yeah. And it's like... Just a weird, it's a very definite Rob Zombieism where, like, the frames, like you were saying, they, like, start going up. like Freeze and shit. Yeah. Uh, quick little fucking lore question, dude. How the fuck did they cook him up and use him? In, like, five minutes? Yeah. How the fuck did that happen? How did they, like, what the fuck? Maybe it's, like, a cold cuts thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, was it? Well, no, dude. T- apparently, the, this fucking 12-hour story... Is only an hour and forty minutes long, but like, yeah, no, I think it was maybe an hour or so. Like, uh, they only had like an hour to fucking cut up the body and use it for food or whatever the well, fuck. They didn't I have to cut it up. How. What's up? They didn't have to cut it up. It looked like they were picking the meat right out of his stomach. So maybe they. No, they were on platters and shit. Maybe he had a giant. He was in a glass case, like industrial air fryer that they had preheated, ready to go. Made it crispy. Shit, yeah, you're right. Fuck, I didn't think about that. You know what? I, I take back what I said about set design. It was pretty smart. <laughs> Lore friendly. I will say, too, like, it kind of is hard to watch. It's a little headache inducing, but it did at first look cool with the sex head strobe effect thing, which he's like. Oh, that. I found it super annoying. It did because the second half of that was like the slow mo with the strobe. That was the, yeah, really. Yeah, I, I did not like that. Yeah. But at the very first part of it with the strobe going and her it looked pretty sick for like 10 seconds i did like how she was kind of creeping in the background but i overall i i just wasn't a big fan of that i i did not like it i mean that's when she looked the most harley quinn but i did like the the creeping up that one little like it probably wasn't even 10 seconds was cool but then they do slow-mo bouncing back and forth between (laughs) the panda death head fighting and then them and it's slow-mo strobe it's terrible and how the fuck how the fuck did Charlie find them? They were literally fighting Deathhead. 
and she just all of a sudden ran away and found Roscoe and shit. I don't know. I was assuming it's like literally just in like the hallway next to them. That's what I was thinking. Well, no, because they're pretty far away because he doesn't know where uh, sex head is until like they both come out and she's like holding her hostage. But I just felt that that was weird. There's definitely a couple of like sequences that happen that I'm just kind of like, okay, wait, where the fuck did you go? You were just in the middle of something. I have no idea. Yeah, that that was like another kind of weird transition. But yeah, nonetheless, that sequence, uh, I wasn't a huge, huge fan. They used slow-mo like twice in this movie, I think. Uh, what was the other one? The other one was like uh, Charlie... Um, I don't God every I, I'll be real because the set design is literally industrial. Everything looks the same, but it's like when she's walking out into like a very blue open industrial room, but it's like in slow-mo and she's dragging her bat or some shit. Huh? I think it, I don't know. Fuck. I can't pin the exact scene, but it's just a weird wide shot of her walking into frame and it's like slow. I don't remember. Yeah, it, it's really. I I don't expect you to. It's just a super fucking out there thing. But, uh, well, anything else about like the the actual effects or design or anything? Uh, other than just kind of Rob Zombie doing his thing, nothing really too. Well, noteworthy. I do have some tidbits. At least. For um, let's hear them. Nothing too crazy. Uh, Rob Zombie called this his most brutal film to date. I don't know if I would agree with that. Really? Yeah. Most brutal dialogue for sure. <laughs> oh, shit. Normally dude. I don't, because like, that's why a lot of people don't like him, honestly, because of that dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, I didn't really, for some reason, this movie bothered me with it. Usually I think it's funny and like just so ridiculous. <laughs> it did start getting mm-hmm. funnier, but it's like right out the gates just with that. It w- I'll, I'll talk about this in my rating, what I really think, but... Yeah. Uh, apparently, to clear a path for his new this new movie, Rob Zombie told fans he was unable to make another movie with the characters from House of a Thousand Corpses and The Devil's Rejects because Lionsgate owns them. And a Lionsgate executive mm-hmm. denied Ro- Zombie's claim, saying he could do whatever he wants with the characters because Zombie still owns them. Which is funny because I wonder if, obviously, the fans, if they're crowdfunding it, you know, they're going to be harassing, like, no, do another one, do another one, do another one. Uh, in that, you know, House of Thousand Corpses one, uh, you know, timeline. But I wonder if he just used that as an excuse to them, like, oh, no, I don't have the rights. Sorry, I can't. <laughs> and then they just called, like, no, you do have the rights. Which Three from Hell came after this, so maybe he's just like, I just want to do something different before I do that, even though it's actually the same thing. Yeah. Um, some of the fans who helped fund the movie have roles as murder-rolled goons. Which, when did they ever call it Murder World? That, <laughs> That's what they never. call it in the, the movie notes about when they're referencing it, but it's never in the movie. Mm. I Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Rob Zombie told Pancho Moller, who is a uh, little Nazi guy, little Hitler. Uh, oh, yeah? <laughs> he told him to say a lot of his lines in Spanish after he found out that Moller was fluent in Spanish, which he definitely spoke a lot of Spanish. I found that so fucking weird that Charlie was speaking in Spanish too. Oh, it was such that was fucking silly. Shit it was like, what was she saying? She's just saying like, it was really basic shit. I can't remember what specifically she said. 
She's like, see Aki, Aki. Yeah, stuff like that. Like, yeah, bitch. Like, puta or some yeah weird ass shit. Yeah. Yep. So you're like low hanging fruit Spanish words, like Spanish 101. And I was like, what are you doing? Yeah, it reminded me of uh, the Spanish character in uh, Home Sweet Home. <laughs> oh like, my God. Yeah. She's supposed to be only <laughs> speaking Spanish, but she's saying like the most basic shit. She's like, oh, Margarita, no. Um, Sherry Moon Zombie came up with the idea to use Dream On by Aerosmith at the end, which is crazy. I fucking like that. Yeah, but for a 1.5 million movie, the fact that they have Aerosmith in it, it's like, <laughs> thank God Rob Zombie's in the music industry. Uh, there's apparently yeah. a popular rumor surrounding this movie that Bill Mosley, who plays, gosh, what's his character's name? I can't think of it. In uh, House of Thousand Corpses, the guy with the, the long hair, he's part of their family. And Sid Haig, who plays Captain Spaulding, there's a rumor that they both turned down roles for various reasons. And the truth mm-hmm. is that neither actor apparently was offered a part in the movie, which seems crazy to me. Huh. But maybe he didn't want it to bleed too much over into that because, you know, he's Captain Spaulding's a clown. And like, <laughs> these are all clowns. Yeah. I don't know. Um. 31 was re-edited twice before the MPAA gave the film an R rating. The first two submissions came back with an NC-17. Hmm. Which is actually kind of crazy to me because, what did we say this is, 2016? Yeah. Yeah, it must be. It must have been pretty raunchy because I feel like the MPAA has definitely chilled out a lot in like the past 10 years. And the fact that they still were like, no, this needs to be NC-17 must have been rough. Uh, let me see... Apparently, the carnival workers were also going to wear clown make in an earlier draft of the script. Clown makeup. Mm, that would have they were just wearing masks instead? No, the carnival workers, like the... Oh, the killers? No, the non-killers. <laughs> the carnival workers, the carnies. The people oh, in the, the car- Oh, 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 yeah. They were going to have them wear clown makeup too, which would have been really weird. Yeah. Almost would have been sillier, though, just have like a clown. Too much white face, dude. That's true. Make it stop. For real. Uh, this is too fucking funny. Apparently the climax originally took place inside Murder World. It was changed to taking place outdoors after Rob Zombie found the bridge while scouting locations in pre-production. Thank God they took it out of there for once. Um, after their meal of Levon, you will see two goons wearing masks made of skin. They're supposed to resemble Otis and Captain Spaulding from House of a Thousand Corpses. Otis, that's the character's name. Mm. And I mean that's I would say the most interesting stuff. Um, there was one funny one I was gonna read. Oh, someone put this in like the I want to see it's in the trivia of IMDb. Despite being mentioned several times as the name of the game, the significance of the number thirty-one is never made clear. <laughs> what? Like. But yeah, you, it's October 31. That's the whole thing. Yeah, it's literally, they do it in the timestamp. What the fuck? Who, I feel like that was someone who was mad. Because like, that's like user-submitted stuff. So he's probably like, what the fuck was 31? He's probably raging out. And he's like, I'm submitting this. This is bullshit. Dude, Rob Zombie just got his ass. He was too profound for him. Got him. All right. <laughs> there, there might be a lot in this, but I might have said this a few times as well during this movie. No, not like this. No, not like this. Not like this. I see it. 
This is wrong. Nothing I can do. He's got to run his course now. So, uh, Jordan. Yo. Dude. Some shit you just got to keep in your head. What? <laughs> Brutal transition, bro. Oh, damn. My bad. Cut it. Come on, man. You, you took acting that, for three years, and that's the best you can muster up? Hey, man. I've had... I don't know if you can tell how nasally I am, but like I've had like a stuffed nose for like two weeks now. Bro, so you could have clogging you could my have brain. Perfectly done a Rob Zombie impression, but I here don't you even are. know. I mean, I've heard Put Rob Zombie ten percent effort into your performance, dude. Fifty percent. Give this movie some respect. Well, outside of that, well, let's talk about the disrespect. Uh, what about some any continuity <laughs> plot holes? <laughs> My only thing no, was I, just what happened to that big black girl. That was my only part about that. What? Just what happened to her? Like I didn't see her. Get oh, killed. just yeah, like she's just gone. Yeah, yeah. So they drop her ass. Yeah, off. no, I'm dude. This fucking this movie, like, it's just hard to really encapsulate any plot holes because of just how like boring it was and so i just was uninvested so like yeah i think literally the only kind of plot hole or j- just continuity here is just the fact that you like that girl you see in the beginning is just nowhere to be found which is weird you say it's boring and i completely agree that's my biggest takeaway and it's like it's weird because it's pretty much action the whole time like yeah that's what's so weird yeah there's not a lot of fluff in it but it just feels like okay Maybe that's like, part right, of it. Next scene, let's get to it. There's no development of any anybody or anything. Maybe that's why. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, I, I feel honestly what it is is that you get an opening that introduces uh, Doomhead, but then you don't see him until literally like the last 20 minutes of the film. So then all you have is this cast of characters you don't care about. You're just thrown into this game literally out of nowhere. And you got the Spanish-speaking uh, little dude. Well, I wouldn't take that back. I love that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I love that. I'm just saying it was just so weird. Like, I think just he was everything how it unfolded. It, it, they just rob zombied your ass. I mean, in essence, I think the two chainsaw guys was like interesting. Like, I feel like he was just relying a little bit too much on those. Like, aren't these characters crazy? <laughs> these wacky epic characters, legendary. You have the epic schizo and the legendary name uh, a more iconic duo. I'll wait. Psycho and schizo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I, yeah. There's nothing really. I can't compete. Well, since we also have the tropes to talk about, I have my Rob Zombie isms. Oh. If you want to hear about them, dude, I go ahead. I feel like this is a pure Rob Zombie movie. I've already mentioned a couple of them. You get the mm-hmm. the old school film reading, re- re- film reel, and opening credits of those kind of shots. Uh, making Sherry Moon Zombie basically a ridiculous caricature, white trash whore, basically. <laughs> whoa, whoa, <laughs> I mean, dude. that's the character, really. I'm not making that up. Fucking cunt. She's always trying to, like, seduce. They use cunt, like, multiple times in this movie, too. Oh, for sure. They're throwing it it's around. So, it's just so weird. Like, Oh, don't worry. I got some Rob Zombie dialogue I got, too, for you. Oh, let's go. Let's get into it, dude. I'm excited now. But, yeah, I love how, too, they always have her, like, trying to seduce the grossest people. Like, that dude at the gas station is ridiculous. <laughs> <And she's, laughs> that, I like that, dude. I loved it. It was he, hilarious. Yeah, he, 
Yeah, he was cool. He was great. She's literally like grabbing her crotch at him and stuff, and she's like never wearing clothes. Yeah, that's so, dude. And that's your wife, and you're filming that. And that's weird. That's just fucking. That's so Rob Zombie. It's so funny though. The fact that he does it every movie. She must be down for it. I think <laughs> it's like hilarious. Maybe she just had an itch down there, and she had to scratch it. And they're like, "Nah, babe, we'll keep it." She did it directly take. at him. <laughs> uh, you always got the really aggressive or weird, like grimy sex scene. Uh, you got the Doomhead one in this one. Oh, with the Doomhead one? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which I feel like he really does this in all his movies, but I, I give it like an anti-trope thing because, you know, you always have to have like sex scenes in horror movies and it's supposed to be like, ooh, like, I don't know, titillating or something. But he does like the complete opposite where like, yeah, he'll show them naked and stuff, but they're always really like unattractive and like it's always just gross and like unsettling. So he kind of flips that mm-hmm. around. And it's like, and it's in a disgusting place. His apartment has like, it's filth and there's writing all over the walls. It's just like, it's grimy. So I kind of actually like that anti-trope. It's like, it's, it's funny, but it's definitely yeah, a like that shit, dude. You're into that. <laughs> yeah. Get, it's fine. I wish I was doing that <laughs> that day. <laughs> uh, Total fucking goddess. That absolute babe. Epic. Epic. The classic silent horror film Nosferatu plays during the sex scene. With uh, Ginger, Cherry Bomb. I, I found that really fucking funny. He always does that. I think Nosferatu's even in House of a Thousand Corpses. He's always got the old movies playing in all of his movies. Mm-hmm. I think every movie I've seen, he's done I that. I appreciate the classics, dude. Apparently, Nosferatu specifically is like one of his favorite horror movies. Uh, you want to hear some dialogue? Oh, dude, come on. Give me the quotes. Give me the quotes. Okay. How about, I wrote down a plus, but I'll give you some highlights. How about... When we should she, try to reenact them. She goes, y'all got a gorilla? Yeah, I got a fucking gorilla. It's in my pants. It's called King Dong. Dong. <laughs> uh, Can you shut the fuck up for like two seconds? How about, hey, baby girl, I mean, what do you think about that talent back there? I mean, the one with the lopsided high beams. I mean, I don't know. She's either drunk or retarded. Uh, how about the joke... Okay, this is another Rob Zombieism telling like dirty jokes. Captain Spaulding does the he? frosting. Yes, he's like Dude. the old bastard Jizz was the frosted. Yeah, and she's like, I don't get it. I was like, Are you, dude? You can't even <laughs> act that fucking bimbo ass. That's so. That's just embarrassing. How about hey, oldie got any gas today? It's a cocksucker gas station, ain't it? <laughs> any of you that, dumb cunts that- in that ridiculous machine know how to read? Still using sign language. He's fucking... We're roasted him. Fucking going hard, like... Uh, dude, Leo, Lucky Leo, that's his name, bro. Yeah. What a, like, what an actual icon. I feel like... I love that guy. Definitely one of the highlight characters was Lucky Leo. I wish I would have looked up more, because he's my favorite, for sure. No, he's fucking great. I feel like he's totally... He's such a perfect actor to be in all of Rob Zombie's movies, and I'm really surprised that... Is he just a one-off actor, or...? I don't know. I wish I would have done more. He looks familiar. That's what's weird. Yeah. How about he goes, I got a mattress out back and a couple of jugs of gut burner. Gut burner. <laughs> and she God. goes, trust God. me, Leo, you're prehistoric. Take her, cunt, survive the ride. And she's literally grabbing his dick, and they're jumping up and down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, this little is... dirty, little dirty critter's getting fucking on with it, too. He's like... <laughs> Um, like just making friends. By far, the most ridiculous shit, uh, maybe of any Rob Zombie movie, was when 
the girls are sitting there. It's still at the gas station. She goes, will you teach us something to Venus? Oh, my she, There's God. only four things you need to know about this career. This is the answer to it all. Sucky, sucky, sucky. Fucky, fucky, fucky. Fucky, fucky. Juicy, 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 juicy. Money, 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 money. money. What was that? Dude, that right there, Jordan, was unadulterated (laughs) cringe. Yes. That was like weaponized cringe gas. See, I'm holding my hand right now, my head. That was chemical warfare. That that activates (laughs) the neurons in your brain that make you utterly cringe. Imagine writing that down. Okay, so now. Imagine fucking just performing that. They have the hand motions. It's like a chant. Like they go, like (laughs) a juicy, juicy, and they're like, move their hands up. And then it's like. I don't it's know, this whole dude. thing. Oh my gosh, that's so. My face is red. I'm cringing so hard. It's it's bad. That's bad. Badass. <laughs> Fucking epic. <laughs> Let's see what else. I mean, nothing's gonna top that. But you, uh, you know, you got the psycho and schizo head brother saying, "I'm gonna fuck all your holes," and then they both say it in unison. Count yourself lucky. You got fucked by the best, and they flip best. them off. That's pretty cool. That I was like the that. hilarious. That. That was cool. I that was a, that was a pretty fucking dope line. And this is why I usually love Rob Zombie because this is like he doesn't give a shit. He he's so in on the joke. Like he's trying to go so bananas with it. Like to do that, like they literally flip the camera off. <laughs> they say, "Count yourself lucky. You got fucked by the best." <laughs> like there's he's so in on it just by having that in there. There is some gold in this movie, I'll be real. There are some lines that when they get said, uh, they're, it's just, they're really fucking, out of this entire movie, being boring, those are like, it'll bring you back. I know we've all said this before. I didn't get my <laughs> dong out of some whore's asshole for a quickie wham bam, thank you ma'am. I came to get down and dirty. Life is nothing but the stinking filthy boneyard of dead rotten tramps, huh? Gosh, God. if I had a dollar for every time I said that. Wouldn't be here right I didn't now, yank my dog out of some whore's asshole. <laughs> That's in a movie. I mean, what what can be more real than that, Jordan? That perfectly encapsulates 2016 in a nutshell. That's literally what everyone was doing back then. I would really love to know Rob Zombie's writing process. He's got. I think it just comes from just comes from the heart. <laughs> That's just experience, bro. I'm guessing he's just like laughing to himself, like thinking of like what's the most bizarre thing ever that someone would say right now. Did you just get that too? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, that's a, that's a little bit of a fourth wall break, right? Yeah, I know, but <laughs> dude, that was Rob Zombie texting us right now. Holy shit! He said, "Yeah, guys, you got it." Wow, he called Put a little us... fucking smiling emoji face. No, he called us some terrible things. <laughs> yeah, he called he called us a real nasty uh, urban slur. <laughs> well, actually. I'll... I'll read it right now. He said, well, you can stick your fingers in your dripping twat and finish yourself off or get the fuck out. Wow, that's... Damn, dude, he's so fucking so rude. Weird. You got anything else that he texted? Oh, shit, wait. I think he just sent us another one, Jordan. I asked if I could at least take a shower before I go. He said, negative. Take that stinking ass and hit the bricks? <laughs> Damn, dude. Holy shit, dude. He's really shitting on you today, Jordan. Wow, that's brutal. All right, my bad, Rob. <laughs> Yo, dude, I didn't mean to fucking cross boundaries with you, dude. Bro. Shit. Honestly, just reading those dialogue makes me want to give this movie a 10 now. <laughs> the balls. Well, let me ask you one more thing. Do you want a sequel? Mm. 
No. Yeah, I'm I'm good on that. I do want yeah, more Rob right. Zombie movies, but I'm good. Um, we I guess we also have to talk about the ending too. I don't really have much to say. I mean, it wasn't that notable. It. To be fair, like, unironically, I feel like that ending was way more epic than it deserved to be. Well, what Just, I feel like I'm missing yeah. something because the very end was the thing where I kind of tuned out for a bit. So, like, well, she, basically, she gets let out, right? Cause time's because time's up. Because she wins, yeah. She survives the 12 hours. And then he comes and finds her? Yeah. And that's it, right? Yeah, like, he's going to finish her off. Pretty uh, much. Well, they're basically just setting up in case this was a smash and people want another sequel, right? Pro- most Because that's how yeah. they even did that with uh, Devil's Rejects. You know, they're literally driving into certain death with a cop barricade all shooting at them. But they cut it. Well, no, they do get shot up in that. But then they just pick up from the the next one and the third one. So, like, mm. it's setting it up in case there could be a sequel. But, gosh, don't want to see it. Yeah. No, I, at first, I honestly thought that he was going to give her one of his knives to have, like, a, a fair fight. Oh. J- just some, like, anime shit. <laughs> but no, it was just dead ass him like jumping her <laughs> to kill her. Like I don't see what was the fucking point of like uh her clenching her fist, getting ready to fight. Like how the fuck are you gonna win these? He's got literally two knives. Well, so I get that you wanna have a setup for a sequel, but like really it just resulted in a weak ass ending. Yeah. Well, cause it, it literally it just get it fucking negates the whole point of her surviving till the end. Yeah. It was like almost just nothing because I know it's like like the Texas Chainsaw massacre kind of vibe and stuff, and that kind of final girl escaping, which it kind of had that as she's running out and making it. But at least with Texas Chainsaw massacre, there's like a final scare. This one, I was like, did I miss something? It just ends on a dud. Like that's it. Yeah, it, it was just literally like out of the blue, and not even like a. Like a oh shit here we go <laughs> fuck like strap in dude, the most fucking epic battle is gonna take place, dude. This beat up fucking white trash versus this other white trash. Yeah, the white trash Olympics. Yeah. Well, maybe there's a post credit scene we missed. I mean, this is 2016, no. so that's a post credit timeline. Shit, dude. I, you know, I don't know. Maybe uh, another director is gonna pick up this film series and make a splitting timeline. Lord Jesus, may we send it back to whatever hell it come from? Please. Can't you stop this? Can't you call it off? Nothing can call it off. But I'm going to send it back to whatever hell it come from. All right, so Rotten Tomatoes audience gave us a 35%. It has a 48% tomato meter. What? Yeah, actually way higher than I thought. What? IMDb 5.1. Both those are, all of those are way higher. Oh, dude, no. Yeah. 5.1? Well, and this is another thing I think a lot of people dislike about Rob Zombie. Like, yes, he has the cult following and like almost from these ratings, it's like they're blindly, <coughs> excuse me. Dude, I'm catching cancer you, from this. <laughs> trying to take you out, Jordan. This movie gave me cancer. Lung cancer. Jeez. <laughs> Shit. And that's real. Ten stars. <laughs> yeah, Jordan's losing all his hair right now. <laughs> Too late. 
<laughs> it's advanced. Oh shit, we're at stage four. It's a fuck. <laughs> yeah, but it's almost like that makes me think they're like blindly cultish. But usually you don't pull one over on Rotten Tomatoes critics. Fucking sheep. <laughs> Sheeple, dude. <laughs> Fucking, Fucking epic sheep. Shout out to the sheeple. And I hate to even diss on Rob Zombie because I love him, but damn, 48% tomato meter, like the critics? How? I don't, dude. What's your rating, dude? No clue. I feel like every time I ask you, you don't have your rating till right now. Oh, you're asking me my rating. Dude, I'll be real. No, like, dude, your fucking cancer bit really kind of made me thinking, dude, I got like this weird lump on the side of my noggin. (laughs) Gotta go get that checked out after this. Bro, I I give this a fucking like 3.5. Okay. I'm I'm being kind of brutal with it. And it's like no diss to Rob Zombie at all. I just, this movie was so fucking boring. And like, there is really almost nothing like nothing out of the ordinary almost i'd say for rob zombie's style for him to kind of announce that this was his most like brutal or what did you say was yeah, his most violent most or brutal yeah most brutal yeah i don't know man i mean maybe it's just because i'm biased because brutal you know, house of a thousand corpses you know like all the shit that he made before this but i don't know i definitely i i've been i don't think i'd ever be bored with a rob zombie film but this one definitely kind of bored me a little bit yeah, I agree. I'm actually being even rougher on it because I'm giving it a flat three. <laughs> Here's my thing with this. This entire movie feels like a parody of a Rob Zombie movie. Like, if as if someone was like... A parody of himself, yeah. Like a Mad TV no, sketch it. or something about... Like, someone like say, like, this is what a Rob Zombie movie is. Like, all... It's, he basically, like, quadruples down on, on all his tropes and dialogue and style that he's, like, known for. Uh, and I almost feel like maybe he really felt like he should or had to because it was crowdfunded and, he, you know, the people who paid for it are like the diehards. So he felt like he probably yeah. had to give the fans what they wanted. And, you know, I would say that, that like, he can't help himself, though. That might be a style because he even went <laughs> ridiculous with Halloween and had that dialogue on Halloween. Um but that was still much closer to House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects, like time frame wise, when he did the Halloween movies, that like two thousand to two thousand nine time frame. And then you have a break in there. You have Lords Lords of Salem, which is two thousand twelve, and that doesn't have any of like the really white trash insanity that's going on. It's like mm-hmm. I said, it's suspenseful, it's subdued, it has build up. Um, so you just have like this crazy different style that like. I know he does. He can do other stuff if he wanted to, but this stuff doesn't work like it did in the early two thousands. Uh, it is like so feels so like uh, I don't know if like subversive. It feels so like crazy politically incorrect though that you almost feel like you shouldn't watch it or from a different time. So like I do give mm-hmm. him balls rather than credit to still do that. Like just go balls to the walls. Uh, but yeah, I just wonder if like he felt. Did you just say you'll give him balls for that credit? No, well, just like for being. I mean, you give him credit for having the balls to still be so ridiculous. Like you know, it's a way. No, different I, time. I know what you're saying, but you said I give him the balls for the credit he had. 
No, I, I give him credit for having the balls to still do it, like for going balls to the walls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I might have said it wrong. I don't know. <laughs> I was just no, kinda, so yeah, you said I gave him the balls for having the credit to do that. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> it's like wow, dude. That kids are hitting. Yeah, no, but I, I, I 100% agree with you on all that shit. Yeah, it's just super weird, and I guess just because he claims that it's his most brutal, it definitely doesn't mean it's like his best work. But I guess also that's just to the eye of the beholder. I don't think it's his most brutal. Um, that might have just been marketing speech, you know, whatever you're trying to maybe. pump out a movie when it's coming out. You'd be like, yeah, it's maybe my most to brutal hype up because it was crowdfunded. Yeah. So it, here's the thing. I really feel like there might be something to that, that he felt like he had to go this route so much. Obligated almost, yeah. Yeah, because the crowd's funded. The, the, it was crowdfunded by the, those people, those diehards. And if you look at the ratings, it would seem like maybe those are the people that crowdfunded are rating it so high. Or like, this is what mm. people legitimately wanted. I guess I just don't want this stuff anymore, really. At least not done this way, but people still want it. It's almost like nostalgia, I guess. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm the type of guy where I like seeing stuff evolve and change over time. Uh, wow. Definitely. This this just feels super dated. Even being for 2016, it just feels... You really are like a man of the belongs. future, aren't you? I really am, dude. <laughs> you know, Rob Zombie just sent us a picture, too, in our in our text chat. I don't know if you saw it, Jordan. Bro, I'm going like... I'm deep... Like diving into my thoughts on something, you're sending me some meme that you found on iFunny, dude. I'm busy. <laughs> First of all, I didn't find it on iFunny. Rob Zombie found it on iFunny. Then he sent it to me to send it to you, Jordan. About China. That's, bro. What is that? <laughs> it's Turkey. Turkey. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's not China. Is this some deep political thing I should have context to? I have no fucking clue what it is. Like, why did you just send go on that Google to me? search for thirty one? It's a fucking. Oh, what the hell? Why did you send me that? I think. <laughs> Wait, did, you just sent that to me, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. I did. You're you well, Rob we Zombie lost sent you, it to me to send it to you. Um. All right. This is speaking in the House of Horrors. No. No. I don't need <laughs> no. the suspense, no, no, dude. No. no, no. <laughs> um. No, no build up for that. No, so that's a rap ski on thirty one, though. God, dude, I'm wow. I, you know what? I want to almost apologize. Uh, then again, we wouldn't have gotten as many funny bits out of this movie. Maybe this movie's gonna make way more of an impact than we thought. Uh, but only in the future can we sell. Yep, and so feel free as well if you're a diehard uh, thirty one supporter and you hate everything we said and you're just really stuck in the early 2000s, you can always email us at house of 1000 the number, horrors at gmail.com, and leave us a five-star review for shitting on a movie that you paid money to make. Fuck yeah, I like that. And speaking of movies, Jordan, you got a suggestion for next week's episode? Uh, it's not a suggestion, it's a demand, but I will tell the audience. Uh, oh, oh, okay, big day. All Dude, right, I'm actually kind of stoked for this, and I know I've heard somehow seen this and wanted to watch it at some point just ha- so i hope we'll be able to watch it like there's no barriers but the movie itself is called candy corn oh dude never heard of it <laughs> you could have <laughs> kept the bit going i might actually heard of it candy corn when was it made 2019 and just a little spoiler for you not spoiler but dude I will, I will literally rob zombie your ass i'll tell dude. you why i'm excited we got the reason i know about it is because poncho Moler, who plays 
uh, Manning Hitler in the movie 31, he is in this movie, Candy Corn, also Tony Todd, also PJ Souls from the original Halloween, also Courtney Gaines from Children of the Corn, Malachi. It's like, what the Yeah, and it's a Halloween movie. I'm like, what? We got to see this. It might be terrible, but we got to see it. Oh, shit. Tony Todd, dude. Don't say that, dude, because that sounds like a fucking killer setup. Tony Todd, mic drop. That's it, bro. That's all you need. All right. Well, until next time, we'll have seen that movie, and I will give you beautiful, vivid pictures mentally of of what we saw. And that's what you Just take like a, a picture of Tony Todd. There is IMDb profile. That's, Bro, you know I can see your, mind. your bed dresser. You're the dresser right next to your bed. I can see that framing you have a Tony Todd on there. You felt. Yeah, dude. Well, hey, hey. Dis- at least I fucking respect the greats, dude. Well, is that respect? I see, all those, what are fucking, all, those I see all those family portraits of Rob Zombie you Photoshop. What are all those tissues and lotion? That doesn't look like respect. It looks like you're disrespecting dude, that I, man. Hey, that's proper skincare, motherfucker. <laughs> that's what it is. So what, you put the lotion on your hands and then you wipe it off with tissues? Yes. Yeah, I'm not buying Do you it, not? Dude. Do you not? I ain't buying it. Shout out, Tony Bro. Todd. The realist. <laughs> Shout out to Tony Todd, the real one. Only the fakest ass fans haven't seen Lord of the Rings. I'm out. Fuck. All right, guys. I'll catch you on the next episode. Sorry. Sorry.